0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Life by Steven. Last time I promised that we would be talking to an expert on how to survive the the awful pandemic, both uh, spiritually and physically, and uh, that's what we're going to do today. This will be a two-part episode, um, and this is part one. So uh, buckle up and enjoy. So hello, everyone. Today we're talking with an expert. Um, uh, Eva, maybe you should just introduce yourself. Uh,
1: Well, hello, everyone. I can't see you, but I'm really happy that you're listening to Steven's podcast at this uh, moment. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been doing this for almost six years now. Um, I'm working on a self-employed base. in different uh, clinical practices with a lot of uh, psych psychologists and psychotherapists working there um, and in June I'm finishing my uh, four-year uh, postgrad grad study uh, of uh, behavioral therapy so it's a specialization uh, it's some kind of uh, therapeutic um, how do you say it's therapeutic education and um, which I'm studying Um, and what's important to know about it is that we are looking for the meaning of things. So why are people doing what they're doing? Uh, What are they afraid of? Are they avoiding uh, something? And uh, we want to explore with the clients what it is uh, that they're afraid of and what is the meaning uh, people attach to uh, things they are doing, things other people are doing. Uh, And in this uh, setting, Um, I'm working with uh, a lot of uh, variety of different clients, uh, different problems. uh, So everyone is welcome uh, in my practice.
0: Well, That's a perfect intro. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just a little disclaimer, of course, Eva and I, we work together. um, So we know each other from before. Um, And let's just dive into it, because I can imagine that um, the pandemic and everything that uh, follows has quite an impact on uh, you as well as your clients. So, um, I've read an article that there are way too many people now asking for uh, guidance and, uh, and therapy. And do you experience an increase in uh, in numbers of people asking for help, uh, or uh, or maybe both? Um, do you notice that people are having troubles uh, because of the pandemic, the virus, and the lockdowns?
1: Yes, it's a very good question, Stephen. Thank you. Um, yes, the um, uh, last couple of months have been really um, booming huh, with uh, new uh, clients uh, sending an email for an intake, but also clients I am currently working with or clients I have worked with on the past. Uh, In the past, they uh, send me again some uh, email or they call me uh, to ask for uh, a little bit of help. Uh, Some clients, they come back for one or two sessions just to refresh things. But also clients I'm currently working with, uh, they need more guidance in between sessions. Uh, So I am much more busy responding emails and giving feedback or giving help. Um, through email. Um, I also now propose more that people can call me uh, by telephone or if they're in uh, urgent need uh, they can uh, call me or we do a quick online session so I'm really trying to use the technology and the more online technology that is uh, ahead of us and that we can use at this moment to um, really incorporate in my practice at this moment to um, really help these people because I noticed that the demands are really increasing uh, especially since the end of December it's it's, it's booming um, so I um, I think the impact of the pandemic is really starting to grow and grow and grow and I think that in the future uh, the uh, results or the effects of this pandemic will only get bigger, stronger, and worse. Um, so um, I also um, saw um, some numbers recently, uh, Stephen, about um, the mental health. So it's anxiety, depression, uh, uh, self-esteem, and those things, and and it really uh, decreased. So so uh, the mental health decreased. Um, during lockdown and it got a bit better after the lockdown the first lockdown was over and now with the second lockdown these number of mental health they they decrease again so people feel worse uh, during these two periods of lockdown and uh it's it's already documented at this moment uh, so yes
0: yeah so we both live in belgium we had two lockdowns now um, and very strict rules um, for some people they are not strict enough, for others they are way too strict. Mm-hmm. Um, so it so kind of depends on, uh, on who you are and what you're doing. But um, yeah, so you see a number uh, increase. We see the, uh, the effects of the pandemic on mental health. But what, what are the main factors driving these numbers up? What, what, what is so um, bad for your mental health? Um, in a lockdown period, or in a period of like the virus and the pandemic.
1: Well, I think when we look at um, risk factors or protective factors, um, social support is one of the biggest protective factors um, for any kind of of, of health related issues. Uh, so. What we see now is that because of the lockdown and because of the pandemic, people, they cannot see each other that often. They cannot move around freely. So it has a really drastic effect on the social support we can get and uh, the social um, support um, we can give to others as well. And that's so one of the protective factors that, that, yeah, now is less, uh, in place. Uh, so people with some kind of vulnerab- vulnerability uh, uh, for mental diseases uh, when these protective factors they drop, the vulner- vulnerability gets bigger. Mm. So um, the threshold for getting some kind of mental problem uh, is getting lower. Yeah.
0: So is it only people who have vulnerabilities? already or is it just uh, something that also affects people who have been like um, balanced and and have a normal life up up until the pandemic?
1: Good question again. Uh, Yes, um, um, of course uh, also uh, people who didn't experience mental problems in the past they can get um, some. I'm I'm really uh, thinking specifically um, of people that are in the, uh, the art Uh, sector or in maybe uh, some kind of a social or the event sector, um, the hardest hit sectors. Yes, yes, so where financial trouble are really, uh, they didn't have problems in advance but because of the financial situation uh, right now and the the negative effect on their situation that a lot of uh, people, they are experiencing depressive symptoms, anxiety about the future. Uh, so and these are also people that aren't, didn't have uh, any problems uh, before. And I also want to add uh, a concept uh, here. It's called um, learned helplessness. And it's uh, a really important, how do you say it, uh, aspect um, in uh, psychology. Um, and psychology literature and it started with experiments with uh, animals for instance rats or dogs so they were put in a cage um, and um, when for instance the rat had the they're locked in a cage and they were giving uh, a shock and when the the rat had the opportunity to go to another room in the cage to escape the shock they were just actively going to this other part Mm -hmm. Uh, but if they uh, experience a shock um, and when they go to the other room they still receive a shock uh, they learn that there's nothing they can do uh, there's nothing that's in their control uh, to um, get rid of the shock uh, and to escape from the shock and that's when these rats they just lie still and they don't move so they're not looking for solutions anymore. They're not looking for solutions to get out of the, this cage, even when maybe in time, uh, they can still move to the other room where there isn't any shock, but they just learn uh, to feel helpless. Uh, and that's also something we experience uh, with people. Uh, when you have the idea, okay, uh, there are, things that I cannot control and I cannot do anything about it, we just stop looking for solutions, even though uh, maybe in the future there are still possibilities to change uh, and to grow and to, to do things and uh, that are actually helping us. So I think this is a really important aspect that also the pandemic uh, is affecting on, um, us. Um, right now. So I think that this learned helplessness state is uh, some kind of state that a lot of people uh, experience right now. They cannot do anything, they just have to follow the rules whether they like it or not. Uh, They have to follow the the rules uh, and these are things. uh, Our freedom uh, is being uh, taken away from us and we cannot do anything about it. And this state, of course, it leads to depressive symptoms, to anxiety and to also, yeah, a passive state yeah. when people stop engaging in things.
0: Yeah, I can imagine if, if your social network fails or, or isn't reachable, then you kind of lose that safe space. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that would kind of make you hopeless as well and, and uh, get you in that uh, learned, yes. uh, what was it, learned
1: a learned helplessness,
0: learned helplessness state. Yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> difficult words. <Yeah.
0: laughs> so, um we're talking about the pandemic, COVID pandemic, and there's a lot of things that happen uh, within our bodies, in our minds, uh, because of all these, yeah, lockdowns and stuff. And what are some of the most, um yeah, one of what are some of the things that that we see most in people in those those kinds of situations where they're uh, at home locked out, uh, locked down, um, um, and scared of the pandemic.
1: So, um, um, a lot of people, they have, of course, they have a different, uh, there are a variety uh, of reactions and possibilities, uh, but most of people, they show uh, resilience. uh, um, And also, um, when people are in a pandemic, we can also have more stress. Uh, related reactions which are important to monitor and to keep on uh, focusing on so what are some of the pandemic effects that can uh, occur uh, or incur occur to us Uh, emotional responses such as anxiety like you mentioned um, also uh, anger worrying um, sadness uh, fear frustration all these things uh, are important responses that uh, can increase. Uh, also changes in energy, changes in interest, changes in appetites, uh, having problem problems concentrating, having uh, difficulty making decisions, um, also having sleeping problems due to the lack of structure, uh, like I mentioned in, in the beginning. Uh, but also physical re- like reactions are possible, headaches, stomach aches, um, pain uh, are uh, symptoms that can occur in a period of uh, chronic and long-term stress. Also, people who already experience some mental uh, problems, uh, they can severe uh, during this pandemic. They can get uh, a bit worse. Um, And also what we see is is increases in substance abuse. So um, use of alcohol, use of tobacco, uh, use of drugs uh, of any kind so these can also increase during this lockdown period so a lot of a variety of, of different effects but it's these are those are really important to monitor and to uh, be aware of. If this is happening to you at this moment,
0: okay. And so, so we're talking about um, in the broader sense. But what about people with a disability? Are there things they are more vulnerable to that we that that are um, occurring more, or are there things that we uh, should should really watch out for? Uh,
1: yes. Um because people with a physical disability of course they also have um, borders or they're more uh, they experience some bigger thresholds uh, to engage in, in things that that for us as, as people who don't have physical uh, disabilities are also um, challenging to find solutions for but um, what we see, for instance, that the, um, people with uh, f- physical disability, they have a sixty two percent higher uh, feeling of of loneliness uh, and isolation. So especially during the lockdown, which uh, where a lot of people are feeling isolated, um, this is something really important to monitor and to 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 be aware of. and And when having a physical disability in general, Uh, in in life not especially during pandemic but in general we we have some kind of grieving process as well because there's a difference between the life you have before uh, this disability and the life after so it's really a process of accepting and and, and a lot of psychotherapy there's really um, we really talk a lot about accepting um, and and not having control over a lot of things. But of course, when when this happens to you, uh, and and there's really a big shift between before and after. So this is really more about accepting uh, and finding a way to deal with this this grief, this process. Uh, and we know that it isn't, um, how do you say it? It isn't really um, in a time frame, but. This process can take several months, several years, but it's it's not really the strict um, time frame uh, which you need to grieve or which you need to accept. But it's an ongoing process, uh, going back and forth uh, between these periods. So I think that people with physical disabilities they are more vulnerable because of the isolation and because of the, yeah, sometimes lack of options to do. Uh, in uh this pandemic and they're more limited than people uh without these uh kind of disability
0: yeah and i imagine it the same would would be true for people with mental disabilities i guess
1: yes as well um they are also especially uh, or a lot of them are socially not that integrated so Also, they have some kind of limited access to these protective factors, like social support um, or um, they might have financial problems, which makes it difficult uh, to engage in in certain activities. Yes,
0: that's true. So the big question then arises, what can we do about it? And um, in my previous podcast, I talked about the effects of, uh, of COVID on my life. And one of the things that I wanted to do was get out more because because of the lockdown and uh, the, the stress of going outside with the, with the, the mask and uh, possibly getting infected. I kind of stayed home for months on end. Now I, I like being behind a computer, so for me that wasn't a really big problem. But I did um, experience, um, yeah, a loss of motivation, not being able to get out of bed, not not seeing in why I would get out of bed, like um, missing that vision for the future. And one of the things that I said I would try was get outside a bit more. And um, for me that kind of helped. Um, I I kind of unknowingly booked my agenda uh, with walks, with friends of mine in a safe distance, that that sort of stuff. Um, and and I, I could feel that after a while, um, yeah, I was just more connected to society again and I felt less depressed. Now, I don't know, um, in your experience, is this one of the things that you would recommend people to do? And also, yeah, are there other things that people should you know, uh, look to do or are there any others? Yeah, I I don't know, exercises or things that we can do to kind of lift up that spirit um, and get out of the learned helplessness state.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, so good you uh, experienced uh, a bit yourself, Steven, with what to do uh, when in pandemic. And I think what you did is you made a perfect combination of the physical uh, uh, activity with a social activity. So you actually, you combine two protective, uh, things, uh, uh at one uh, time. So that's really terrific. Uh, you did that. Uh, and I would say in general, it's, 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 uh, important to take care of your body. So that is indeed okay. Um, being physically active, and uh, also um, looking at your sleep pattern and see that you got enough sleep, Uh, eating on um, specific time moments to get some kind of structure, uh, because especially during the first lockdown, people, they just lost their structure, their daily structure, but I think it's really important to incorporate and to stick to some kind of structure. Um, And I think um, for these activities, it's important to make concrete goals. So like you were saying, okay, you you mentioned Stephen. I wanted to walk more or to go out more. uh, But but maybe try to make it more concrete, like, okay, um, at least two times a week, I'm having a walk uh, for 30 minutes. So it's more concrete. So when we have more concrete goals, it's easier for us to just actively engage in those goals. By making them too general, it's easy to not uh, um, engage in them. Uh, So it's really important to get some kind of concrete goals, uh, which makes it easier to measure and and to follow up on if you actually achieve this goal, uh, yes or no. Um, that's really important um, and i think um, also um, in this pandemic uh, we have the, all these um, um, information channels so we can watch tv we can go online we can uh, find uh, like you said find researchers or articles so it's really important to stay informed but not too much because a lot of people and i experience a lot of people Especially at the beginning, they were really uh, hanging on to the computer or to the uh, television screen uh, and just following everything. But then, of course, you get an overload of information, uh, which also uh, also only focus on the pandemic and not on, on, on other things.
0: I, so. I experienced that myself like in the first yeah. months up leading up to the pandemic I, I remember my computer being on day and night following the, the numbers of infections and, yes. and and deaths and and uh, and that really gave me a sense of anxiety um, Yes, so, yes.
1: Uh, yeah indeed and and when we get anxious uh, Stephen we have a tendency to avoid things so we're avoiding to go out. To uh, expose yourself to risk situations, but we also then, when we do what we do, when we avoid, is that we 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 get ourselves in some kind of isolated state, which of course has a deteriorating effect on our mental health. Uh, So um, try to uh, channel uh, the information you get. Uh, I personally, I don't watch any television uh, news or anything about it but I just get an update in in my email from uh, I don't know some some, one newspaper and I can I see the headliners and I can choose to click on it or not sometimes I just see headliner but I don't click on it so I don't want to get this overload of information which is not helping me and it's making me frustrated um, about the, the policy here so yeah um, um so it's important to to make time to to disconnect uh, and to not be online all the time but just to um go out uh, explore things uh, I, I really encourage people to go to things maybe a bit farther away but things people never did or never had the time to do uh, uh, sometimes we also we, we uh, have a list of things we want to do, but we don't find time to do it. Uh, if you, as a child, you were uh, really uh, enthusiastic about something or you wanted to pursue uh, a hobby, um, maybe think about it now, think about what you can do and make and, and really make this a time to explore who you are and, and what you need as a person right now. And I think what also is really important is that um, In this whole process of being in a pandemic and trying to find a way to deal with all these uh, things that that are coming at you, that you. Uh, really, uh, stop being critical to yourself because a lot of people are, are feeling critical uh, about not working too much as working before, not having so much energy to do these things. But be gentle to yourself and and tell yourself, okay, these these are normal things I'm experiencing right now. Uh, it is that we um, as a it is so that we as a person. Uh, when something like this disaster this pandemic is happening to us that we are in a chronic state of stress so our bodies they're not um, designed to cope with long-term stress so uh, it's okay to not feel good all day and it's okay to just take an off day sometimes because our bodies are not designed to um, to deal with this stress for a long term and also uh, know that a lot of responses that we are having at this moment they, they also show resilience i think a lot of people hmm. they are they weren't expecting that they are coping and they're still coping and they're still finding ways um, to deal with these things so a lot of these responses we have automatically as a person they are really a, a sign of resilience and um, the other part I think what is really important but we already talked about that is that uh, it's important to stay connected and to, to, to talk about it with others and also to, to state to others what you need because sometimes people are telling you oh it will be okay uh, don't worry about it uh, just hold on these are these are um, responses that aren't really helping us all the times because no, we yeah,
0: just standard it, responses
1: yeah. yeah standard responses that that are invalidating our emotions so maybe it's uh, and and Those people responding, they they don't know and they can't know. But you need to, as a person, need to guide them a bit about what you need and what you need from this conversation. So telling these people, okay, I don't want you to come up with solutions. I just want you to listen uh, to what I'm saying. I just want you to actively ask questions. Uh, You can can ask these things Mm -hmm. from people, because a lot of people don't know how to react On uh, negative emotions of others and it's their own uncomfortable feeling that they're projecting Uh, and then indeed they give these standard answers which aren't helping so Mm. give the others some credits and guide them to what you need
0: okay yeah I noticed myself that during this pandemic because everybody seems to have the same problem you know everybody has to stay home has the same lockdown issues Mm -hmm. I, I found it hard to start talking about feeling bad because of the pandemic to other people because they are the ones um, who are experiencing exactly the same and so if they're not complaining then i shouldn't be complaining because we're all in the same boat but that that, that's something that just doesn't work right
1: no no and i think we as a person we we are especially a lot of people they have they have the idea uh, that uh, okay i cannot complain i'm taking too much time of this person they're busy they have their own problems or in this pandemic it's the same for everyone but sometimes it's really you can change a lot if you just talk about it because maybe the other person also has as um, you say an opening to talk about his or her experiencing says uh, because we always or a lot of us have the idea okay i don't want to bother people i am bothering people when i tell them what is going on here they're experiencing the same uh, i cannot complain about it but these are not helping thoughts that that we have constantly and all the time uh, and it's really important to um, acknowledge these not helping thoughts but also look at okay but this is something i need i need to Uh, vent my emotions, I need to talk about these emotions, uh, to process emotions, because talking about emotion uh, can lead to processing of emotions, can lead to acknowledgement of emotions, and these are really important things uh, which can, uh, in the end, uh, help us to feel better about ourselves.
0: And there you have it folks, a regular schedule, making sure that you talk to people about your emotions and process them. These are some of the key tips that um, we can take away from this uh, first part of the conversation. Next time we'll be talking a little bit more broadly about how to talk and process uh, emotions and more importantly, um, therapists, how can they help you help yourself. It's going to be interesting so make sure you don't miss that if you'd like yeah, please uh, rate and review this episode uh, already and uh, you can always find more information uh, on the project uh, life by steven at lifebysteven.com you can always uh, join our nice community which would be great if you did at lifebysteven.org and uh, we also have of course some social media like facebook and instagram where you can find us Be sure to tune in next time for the second part of our conversation. And uh, in the meantime, make the world a better place. And hope to see you next time.